I hate that when I come home and I've turned into a Lovecraftian nightmare. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. Check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, you should check out the Death, Dying, and Other Things podcast, which is a really cool original fiction podcast telling kind of 15-minute long uh, scary stories. Um, Two stories, comes out once a month. It's just an all-around good show. For now, you're here with us, though. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. And I travel a lot, so I sound weird as fuck. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's never fucking rapped in his life. It's Mark. Hello, friends. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, and in so doing, we spoil the fucking shit out of that movie, which uh, I feel like is especially important with this one. Uh, this wasn't one... I was aware of, and I'm very happy to have not had it spoiled for me, so fair warning on that, uh, because this week we watched 2014's Spring, which was a Jake Pick movie, and we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun, but first, we've got to do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do Beers for Fears. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? As always, listener, some of these beers might contain spoilers, mi- major or minor. Uh, oh, he thinks he did well. Uh. Uh, mine's very minor. <laughs> he's, he's being clever. This movie takes place in Italy. I am drinking a Peroni. Uh, I almost got yeah. a Peroni. I'm happy I didn't. I almost did, did the same yeah, thing. Okay. It yeah. was the low-hanging fruit, but a very a very good decision. Yeah, it definitely fits. It's hard yeah. to argue with. Jake, how about um, you? What are your beers for these So I almost got Peroni, fears? but I didn't. I went with one that I actually had in the fridge, but I think it fits surprisingly well. It's called Vital IPA. And if you think about yep. what this movie is really about, and we'll get to that. Vital fits. It's it's not bad. I have a couple uh, of beers. It is it is bad. No, it's, it's not. We're gonna have to visit that one. Can Think we? about that. You get you get into the Latin. <laughs> well, you can, oh, okay. Hold <laughs> that makes no goddamn sense. It okay. makes so much sense, uh, listener. Trust me. I have I have a couple of beers uh, this week. The first one is the Experimental Pale Ale, uh, kind of a series from uh, Payette Brewing here in Boise. Uh, this is experimental uh, because much like. One of the protagonists of this movie, I guess not the protagonist, maybe the antagonist, uh, is conducting an experiment, like the fine folks over at Payette Brewing, whom I love. It's also just a very good beer. So that one uh, I got, and that one just happened to be in my fridge also. Uh, I've also got a beer from a brewery I've never heard of before. Uh, The brewery is Belching Beaver. Oh, yeah. Um, They're down in the San Diego area. They are indeed. I got the Hop Highway IPA 78, Highway 78 IPA here. I got that because this is largely a road trip movie, much more than I was expecting in okay. important parts of it. And uh, so, you know, they're they're hitting, uh, heading on out, out on the highway. Probably not 76, so. though. Well, 78, but no, definitely not oh, yeah, 78. Whatever. Neither yeah. of the two. They don't even have interstates in Italy because they don't have states in Italy. It's a fair statement. Yeah. Just like it's a fair I beer think. selection. Not great, but fair. Sure. <laughs> Now, ordinarily, on the podcast, this would be where we talk about what other things have been rocking our horror worlds, but this week is special because when this drops, it will be very close to the first of the month for September of 2017, which means, yeah, which means we got to do the horror release roundup. Uh, So we'll go ahead and pick a 
movie we're most excited for coming out in September of 2017, what we're least excited for, and uh, Dark Horse Pick. If you head over to A to Z Horror uh, with a hyphen dot com, uh, you can check out our full list and compilation of every horror movie we could find coming out in September 2016 and some quips about all of them. But on the podcast, we'll just stick to some picks. So, Mark, why don't you hit me with your uh, your bottom one for September of 2017? Whoa. Ooh, starting with the bottom one. I went with Don't Sleep. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, it, it was kind of tied for me. This is a this is a really big month. There's a lot of there's a lot of people at the top, and then there's there a lot is a of, lot coming out this month. Yeah, and and there's with a few exceptions. There's the the bad ones this month are actually look like moderately well made, which is interesting and refreshing, sure. I suppose. Sure. Uh, I don't sleep tied for me with uh, friend request. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would pick Friend Request if I were certain it were coming out. But this movie has been <laughs> stuck in the Amityville Awakening limbo phase for, I don't know, a year now. I, I think the poster I pulled said that it was coming out in January January 2016. So it's much longer than a year. <laughs> almost there. Math. We're almost there. <laughs> yeah. Um, we might hit a full two-year delay on this. I assume that it's only listed in September because that's end of Q3 2017, and that's when someone pushed it back to. Likely. <laughs> as far as Don't Sleep goes, it just looks lazy. Like like I said, most of the bad movies this month look well-made enough, but it's also just frustrating that they would waste Carrie Elwes's time. That's not cool, guys. He's Okay, that's this one, yeah. Yeah, he's got art to steal and handsome to be in different places. Okay, well, importantly, he did not agree to be in the upcoming Psych movie. Maybe because of this bullshit. That That is infinitely more upsetting. Yeah. That dude's top priority should be Psych. This Followed is the one the trailer had Princess a... Bride. The, 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 quote, monster in this movie, according to the trailer, was just a Benjamin Buttons-looking motherfucker, right? Some old dried-up withered guy? Well, the guy this that is licks also... the mirror. Yeah. That's <laughs> the no, other thing Apropos that's... of nothing, dude-licking mirror. <laughs> that's the other thing that really bothers me about this is the movie is called don't sleep and at no point in the trailer do they discuss what happens when the dude falls asleep i think they use the word nightmare one time uh. and that's it that's the extent of the connection to sleep that this trailer creates so it good does work have the actress who played uh the, the woman who played uh, the girlfriend of christopher from the sopranos so that's a thing last thing to pick on this one all of the all of the like cue cards are in Arial or like some bullshit like stock font in yeah. Microsoft Word. <laughs> That's they couldn't gorgeous. afford an interesting font. I don't know why they the I font mean, that came with iMovie. Yeah, would have been. Yeah, it's the default I don't know. iMovie I feel like font. That's better than what this is. It's also not the last thing to pick on this movie for because this movie has a cue card that says that it's coming to you from the people behind Flatliners, which is releasing on the exact same day. <laughs> and I don't understand how you can it's use that. It's a bold statement. Unless they're referring to like aggressive. the 1990 Flatliners that has Keeper Sutherland and the bacon. That cannot be the case. Which would be so great. Hey guys, remember that movie that did moderately well, I guess, but it had 30 years ago? Bacon. You gotta you gotta flaunt <laughs> bacon when you can. I do kind of hope this is a trend, though. Coming to you from the producers of a probably really great movie that'll come out sometime in the next few years. Yeah, exactly. Is this movie that's coming out now. Or, exactly. alternatively, coming at you from the producers of the Jeff Goldblum version of The Fly. Yeah. <laughs> that was my bottom one. What do you guys got? Yeah, Jake, What? Uh, how about you? Um, I'm going with Clowntergeist. Yeah. For, I mean, God, it's damn it. low-hanging fruit on the bottom one. 
category. Like this Jiminy movie doesn't Christmas. I, it doesn't look. I don't know if I've seen a trailer that devolves over its runtime more than this one. For the first twenty <laughs> for the first twenty seconds or so, I was actually like, "This is another one of these." Like Mark had mentioned, that seems like it's relatively well made, and it takes a hard turn. Um, all of a sudden, like. <laughs> the thing you see in the worst offenders of trailers where people are clearly not quite acting when the, the, the scene starts and it's just a total train wreck. Uh, that shift was really jarring. And then on top of that clowner guys, like what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I'm and, not convinced. I understand the etymology of poltergeist. I don't think they do either. And they're tying it into the clown sightings that were a last year thing. And I get that it takes time to make a movie and someone is like, oh, this is not this movie. No, <laughs> it, this it movie was like a two week job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's why it's a bottom one. That's fair. I, yeah. my, my thing with this one is just clown was a surprisingly decent movie. Uh, Eli Roth presents clown that came out last well, this year has or whatever. N- nothing to like everything yeah, that clown saying, this, was is not this. I know, I'm saying that movie did it. It probably did it better. There was a thousand other clown movies that summer, and they were probably all better. Just, you, you missed the boat. That's okay. Well, fuck, Jack, not really. I mean, you could compare it to It that's coming out this same month, and that's going to be a totally different story as well. There's a I line really hope they're. I really hope they're ramping up the clown factor in It just for the trailers, because It isn't really about clowns. Not really. It just happens to be a clown in It. But that's what everyone's Spoilers going for. Spoilers for It. <laughs> Yeah, that one was kept pretty in the dark. What anyway, I think it's a fair bottom yeah, one. What about uh, you? I picked one that will decidedly not be the worst movie coming out in September of 2017, but it's the one I'm least excited to watch, I think. It's the one I uh, I picked the Limehouse Golem. Yep. Sure. That's a fair pick. It seems boring as fuck. <laughs> yeah, My it's never a bad God. idea to just go with the boring one. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's set in old-timey England and it looks extraordinarily slow paced with not much payoff it just you know this thing isn't clocking in at 90 minutes this is going to be like a two hour and 20 minute joint it just it's got billy mac in it yeah it does it does full disclosure part of this might be because i was forced to watch a lot of coronation street when i was a child so anything that reminds me of that is depressing and boring as shit it's like tragic uh traumatic i meant and tragic so (laughs) Some of that might be on me, but either way, I am not excited for this pick. Yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah. Uh, How about uh, good stuff, though? Mark, what are you most excited for? Most excited for? uh, There is an elephant in the room this month. Uh, That elephant happens to be a clown. It is coming out. Notably, (laughs) none of us had it as our number one. So I, I figured we we're should... all so sick of fucking seeing things about it. That's, I just want to see the I sure true. am. I yeah. sure am. I figured we should shoehorn it in here, at least just to mention it, the fact that we are aware of it. I don't know how you would possibly be unaware of it, but it is coming out in <laughs> September. How about that? And it looks it looks well made. It looks I'm excited to see it. I'm definitely going to see it. And I am now but... a, like I've been actively avoiding media yes. for it since its original trailer came out around the Super Bowl or so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. There you and go. that's why uh, we use trailer one for this yeah. roundup. <laughs> uh, the actual top one for me for September, surprising no one, is Houses October Built 2, this month's yep. found, found footage, footage flick. <laughs> oh. So uh, I had not seen Houses October Built uh, 1 until very recently. We'll probably be discussing that on the next podcast. Spoiler alert. Have either of you guys seen it? No, I have not. 
This so, makes me want to see it. I think I'm going to, I guess I'm spoiling my review of it next week a little bit. I'm going to give it a recommend. I would say that this franchise, I don't know, I guess I don't know about number two yet, but Houses October Built 1 was Hell House LLC if there weren't any actual supernatural phenomena in it. Got it. The two movies are very similar. So if you like the general feel of people going into haunted houses like that's a naturally spooky place to set a movie and i very much did and you prefer like people being evil as opposed to demons being evil then this movie is very much up your alley uh houses october built 2 seemingly is going to follow that trend very very well so i'm pretty excited for it nice yeah i think that's that's a fair pick uh i just don't know that much about houses october built i'm probably gonna watch it now based on your recommend go for it I mean, yeah, yeah. Jake, how about yourself? What's your uh, what's your top one for the month? Uh, I'm going with Mother! Exclamation point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. Yeah, I mean, like Mark said, Elephant in the Room's it. This is not in any other month. I feel like this would be an elephant in the room if you look at what? the cast of this thing: Javier Bardem, Jennifer Lawrence, Darren Aronofsky's the director. It's Michelle a big Pfeiffer. time, big time. Ed Harris. Movie. You can keep going. Yeah, you can keep going. Um. <laughs> But I like going into horror movies blind, like we talk about a lot. And I can honestly say that after watching the trailer for this one, I feel 0% spoiled. I actually feel like I understand what this might be about less than I thought I did based off just a written synopsis of the movie. It actively confused me. And I liked the... It had this very kind of strange, off-kilter approach with staccato, like, piano keys happening. It just... it And the violins, right? This is the one that really shrieky yes, violin music. It feels... Was there more than one piano key? Important question. There yes, this was keys. not a single piano key. Keys. Darn it, Mark. Choose my words carefully, Mark. <laughs> this seems like it's going to be a very, very well-made movie that I'm able to go into blind and is not it, which is important. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Th- there was a time when I would watch anything with Jennifer Lawrence in it. I think Passengers has cured me of that particular... Uh, predilection but uh yeah i think the other thing that's worth mentioning about this one is this doesn't strike me though i just finished saying that i I feel like i have no idea what's going on in this from seeing the trailer that's somewhat true but i also feel like this is probably not going to be a things are going bump in the night supernatural type film like this is going to be based on what people do and i tend to like those movies more than anything on the supernatural side so this one's more up my alley yeah I think that's a good pick. I like it. Um, I have two things to say about that trailer. Uh, first of which, they re- they repeat this uh, seeing, is, seeing believing, is believing, or you have to see to believe thing over <laughs> and over again. And I'm confused as to whether or not they think that we think there isn't actually a movie that they've made. Like, maybe they just made a trailer, and we won't actually believe that it's a movie until we see it. Is that what they're going for? <laughs> I'm sure Because they say is, that Mark. over and over again, and it makes absolutely no fucking sense. I'm sure it's exactly what they're going for. Okay. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Second thing is, is this a, there's a new trend happening. I should have picked this for my uh, fantasy draft thingamajig, but what is it with movies having trailers for their trailers? Like a little three-second trailer oh that God. says, hey, you're about to watch a trailer? Yeah, the pre-roll. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so that, uh, because on YouTube, you can skip most ads after five seconds. It's so that you can get a contained thing before you're able to skip anything. And then they can start the actual ad. I don't like how much logic is in that, Jack. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I say for. reasonable things. 
Why would they? Okay, just whatever. Keep How moving. about you tell me what your reasonable top one is? It is. Okay. I'm going to catch some shit for this. So it's not reasonable. Yes. <laughs> Great. It's not that reasonable. No, I've, I've used up my uh, my quota of reasonable things. I'm on to the unreasonable things. Jake, you said you're a guy who likes, who, who prefers uh, normal shit happening to people, people screwing with people. I'm a guy who prefers things on the supernatural side of things. I think those do more for me, um, tend to hit me a little bit harder. And I picked a bump in the night supernatural ghost story movie as my top one. Kind I picked of. a movie called The Hatred. It's a bold which, move. Yeah, Say more. Look, look, there is some bad CGI in this trailer. Yeah. I'm going to grant you that. I'm going to grant you that. Uh, there's also a twist in this trailer that is one of the coolest things I've seen can remember seeing in a horror movie it was really cool time. it was it's really cool twist. yeah yeah and if 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 that is you, you know, know that's their only one of, dude no yes. i no. hope they, it is they blew it is, that low it is jack hard i hope they i'm i'm going on faith here that that this this might be awesome uh your defense of this sounds more like a dark horse defense yeah well i picked a different movie for my dark horse pick no and shit. i have i my you dark horse it. pick is i did not pick it <laughs> My dark horse pick, I think, is very reasonable for why I picked it as my dark horse pick. Sure. Uh, but I, I, I just think this looks like it could be a really cool bump in the night movie. Haunted House. I will say that outside, like, I was impressed by the trailer, mostly <clears throat> because yeah. of the twist. Outside of the CG that is horrifyingly bad, and there will probably be a lot of it. I thought that it seemed well made and well acted. So yeah, it has that yeah. going for it. But so I'm I, definitely on board. I for can't it. defend that CG. Jack, let me ask you this: Are you committed to seeing all of your top ones from HRR? Um, that I'm committed in that I'd like to be committed. I'm not committed in that I've done anything about it previously. So no. Okay. <laughs> so the likelihood of you ever seeing this movie is essentially zero. Uh, I don't think that's true. This one is one I actually want to see. A lot of my top ones I don't end up seeing Sub-10%. just because they're. Well, no, you you forget about them, right? And unless there's something about it that sticks in your mind, I'll just go to whatever I can find. I think you're generalizing right now, and you're. (laughs) I think if you listen to yourself, you'd realize you're only proving my point. Yeah. Well, I wasn't really listening to you, so maybe I am, or maybe I'm not. Good, good, good. I'll never know. (laughs) Anyway, Mark, uh, get me out of the uh, logic knot I've apparently worked myself into, and talk about your dark horse pick. Okay. Uh. Aside from the movies that we have this month, we actually also have two television shows that are premiering for the fall run. Uh, yeah. One of them is I, I've one of them is The Exorcist. I can't say I've ever seen it. I don't know anything about it. My dark horse pick is the other one, which is American Horror Story Cult. It's kind of a big thing to pick yeah, as a dark, dark horse. horse. But uh, my defense of this how. is that there is a large amount of variance between seasons for American Horror Story. It's tremendous. Some seasons are genuinely great, and some seasons I are unwatchable. Yes. Um, this one looks really good. I love that American Horror Story is a thing. Like, just the fact that there is an hour of television every week dedicated to actual legit horror, and they're kind of, like, feeling out what a 10-hour-long horror movie looks like. That's awesome. Yeah, and the, got a great the cast, anthology by talent. season thing is really cool. Yeah, uh, I love the concept in general with American Horror Story, and I'm intrigued by the concept specifically for this season of, I guess it's called Cult this this year. So, thumbs up yeah. on that. I'm, I'm interested. They also apparently are doing some mildly groundbreaking work, or at least groundbreaking in terms of how frequently they have to do it uh, with effects and stuff. For instance, Sarah Paulson played a two-headed woman one season that was had a tremendous amount of screen time, and that's apparently really goddamn hard to do so they're they're pushing boundaries they're not just resting 
And props to the uh, the poster for this season of American Horror Story that they uh, are invoking the help me out here, Jack Trypophobia. The whole the fear of holes and things. Trypanophobia. Yeah, no, trip, is needles. Trypophobia. We yeah, trypophobia. We've had this conversation. God damn it! It's hard. So it's hard. Things yeah. are trypophobia. Hard. It's a cool poster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, Twisty the Clown is back, and they're jumping on the clown bandwagon too. A little late. I mean, they, they jumped on it when it wasn't late. They jumped on it at the right time. Yeah, they the made original it in the Twisty first the Clown season. I feel and like then, Twisty was the was the genesis of all of those weird fuckers in the woods last maybe. year. Maybe. I like the pick though. Um, I I'm kind of hesitant about it. Uh, I don't have cable or anything, so I, the last season, the last two seasons, I bought uh, on Amazon. You know, for twenty five bucks or whatever. I thought it was a it was a worthwhile decision with the freak show season, and not at all a worthwhile decision with the uh, hotel, hotel season. So Had I'll probably wait to let you tell me whether or not this one's worth buying. Uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I guess I do have the channel. I just am not a person to watch TV usually, so um, I wait for it to come out on Netflix so that I can binge it without commercials. Uh, so I'll I'll report back in, in you know two and a half years. years. <laughs> Jake, how about you? What's your dark horse pick? And will you have seen it? Within the next two and a half years. Uh, I'll probably have seen it within the next two and a half years, yes. Uh, because mine is a movie, and it is Temple. Oh, this looks terrible. Remind, remind um, look, I didn't give a shit about this movie before I watched the trailer. But I gotta say, Did I was you know about pleasantly surprised. Like, at bare minimum, this is gonna be a better example of a foreigner getting fucked with in the Japanese woods than the forest was. Like, that was this, not this a good is movie. The kind this of, will be a better like, movie. Like, Americanized J-horror-looking one, right? Yes. It's the one yeah. about the Americans in Japan looking for a temple, Jack. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, it really does. And I <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised by this trailer, too. Oh, my God. It really um, rings the bell. It, I'm, I'm happy it does. And look, it I rings mean, that bell so hard. So hard for you. I also have to mention, like, Simon Barrett wrote this, so I'm hopeful that it will turn out at least okay. I mean, this guy has quite the resume. VHS, You're Next, ABCs of Death, The Guest, Blair Witch, I Saw the Devil. The Americanized version yeah. coming up as well. Yeah. This guy has done a shitload in the genre, and a lot of those are really good movies. So I'm very hopeful that he can get it, the job done, at least from a story standpoint. I got to tell you, this looked as good as... I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it's a it's a pathway back to some decent, if only like teenager movies, but but scary Americanized J-horror movies. I'm interested. I don't know why Mark thinks it looks terrible. I, I mean, I would say that this movie um, typifies the... The level of quality that a lot of the other movies brought to the brought to the board this week, you know, or this month, we also had like Basement and The Sound were also in the same category. Those where it was worse. just like, I mean, I, I think they're all except, in the same except subjective the sound had tier. Lloyd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was Christopher Lloyd in Temple, Jake? No, exactly. That would make uh, it like anyways. one of the best movies of all time. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of my point. Is like it looks watchable. It looks well made. But it also looks like it's a pile of stupid decisions made by the characters and might drive you insane by watching well, it in a bad Well, we are way. dealing with horror. Yeah. <laughs> Jack. Yeah, how about so you? Um, I, I, my dark horse this month is, is one that was used to advertise another movie. <laughs> um, I picked Flatliners as my dark horse pick this yep. month. Um, good choice, this, yeah. The Ellen Page vehicle... I am so apprehensive to watch this movie because we've been down this road before. There's no way it's this, that bad. Almost yeah, the it same plot with a 
super there was I was so excited to watch the Lazarus effect. It it seemed kind of cool. It had an awesome goddamn cast of actors. And then it turned out to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And so it soured me. This is this movie's in the same camp. It has an awesome cast. I, Ellen Page is so goddamn charming. Um and it's this one seems to be about bringing people back from the dead like the That's, Lazarus effect. It doesn't yeah. seem to be. It With is. superpowers too, just like yeah. the Lazarus yep. effect. Yeah, so I'm very, very nervous to watch it, because there... I've I've been hurt before. <laughs> I've been hurt before. That wound is still fresh. Yeah, it's only a couple years But I... Old. It could be great. It could be great. So it's my Dark Horse pick. First cut is the deepest, Jack. This one can't hurt you as bad. <laughs> I am before surprised, we get out of here. Before, no, before we get out of here, I am surprised that no one mentioned Jackals. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I, I owned a Jake. I feel like this movie looks quality, and it's kicking the month off. I mean, this is going to be out by the time you hear this, listener. So if you haven't heard of that movie, check it out. And if you check it out and it looks interesting, I'd say take the leap. This thing looks well-made, and we don't get a ton of home invasion flicks, do we? No, we don't. And I'm not typically excited for any of them. This one actually looks good. Mm -hmm. It looks good until the dude says we need all the babies we can get. We need all That seems like a line that they probably could have handled a little better. Sure. If it's true, it's true, Mark. If you if you need one baby for something, you probably need a lot more. We're plumb out of babies. Our baby stock is <laughs> drying up. Gotta replenish that well. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's just economics. Yeah. Straight up. And I think that'll probably take us to our future presentation. <laughs> Over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 2014's, maybe 2015's, a little bit unclear, as it always is with horror movies, but the uh, movie is Spring. And Jake, this was your pick in the, the hipster category, right? The I've seen it and you haven't. That would be correct, Jack. The Jake category. Yeah. I think we're just calling it the Jake category. The Jake category. Exactly. Yeah. It was Jake's uh, pick it, in the Jake category. And I got to give you some massive fucking kudos here, because this is one you've been talking about ever since you saw it. Yep. But somehow managed to tell me literally nothing about it, which, well done, sir. Because You're welcome. I went into this, pretty, maybe I just don't listen to you. I, no, I did, did tell you something about whole... it that I think okay. would probably ring true, but. <laughs> I went in blind, though, I felt like. That's Either good. way. We can see if Mark feels the same way. <laughs> I kind of knew uh, where it was going. <laughs> But before we do, on that score, let's uh, let's prime the, the listener by having you give us a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. So we have an American guy named Evan. His father has died in the past, and he loses his mom at the start of the movie. He then travels to Europe on a whim, where he goes to Italy and meets a young woman named Louise, who he begins pining after lustily. Uh, eventually, the two do start hanging out, I guess you could say, sleeping together. And over time, he comes to find out that she has some sort of an ancient affliction. She's millennia old, and she basically regenerates every 20 years by getting pregnant uh over the course of the movie she decides she's gonna fall in love with him and stay alive forever because they love each (laughs) other maybe it's tough it is a tough 30 second plot synopsis for this one there is a lot happening yeah i definitely think you can't get into the physiology of the beast at all no heavens no because the movie tries to get into the physiology of the beast and i think that's what makes it as long as it is (laughs) it does not go well yeah i knew you guys were gonna say that (laughs) 
Uh, but, Jake, I think that was a pretty good job for what is a very complex plot and a pretty long movie, too. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's clocking in at, like... That's longer um, than the Hindy, I guess. Yeah, 105 minutes, maybe. Okay. Doesn't feel yeah. like it to me. Um, It kind of feels like a slow burn to me. It, it doesn't feel bad, though. There's a difference between like a slow burn and a anyway. long movie, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just so. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you Jake, sound like. You yeah. picked this movie. You kind of saw this out of the blue, I'm given to understand. Yeah, I, I picked this one up about a I can't it's not a full year ago let's call it a year ago now um it just kind of popped up as like you can view this for free if you're amazon prime so i took the leap and, and you you watched this with your horror hating paramour is that correct no oh no okay. oh i thought you had because you talked about it was a romantic movie so you do remember something that i said what i told you yeah, after that watching i remember it is that if there is if there is any horror movie that you want to pass off is like a date night in romance movie this is the one definitely is how i passed it off um no i don't okay. see that with my girlfriend who does not love yeah because i don't think she'd like this movie i don't know about that though okay my wife thought it was cute so that bodes well great cute i cried no shit of course you did <laughs> it's how many been times? since the sixth sense since i cried during a horror movie oh i don't God. know if that's true it's true as far as you know. It's true as far as what I've admitted to. <laughs> there you go. That's probably getting closer to the truth. I haven't cried um, in hours. <laughs> and and so then you talked about it a whole lot, and whole lot. I'm really happy you did. I dug this movie. Review spoilers for my rating. Mm-hmm. Should that take us into what's up, genre movie? Well, this Mark, I'm curious about loads. what you, did you have. Uh, did you did you have this spoiled for you in any way, shape, or form, Mark? So I can't exactly remember what Jake said, but I said a lot it of things. Did I talked about this to a me. Lot. I, this is basically exactly. Uh, <laughs> what is going on, Jack? Oh, there's, uh, there was a fly on my webcam. I think. <laughs> oh my god, that was terrifying. I can't remember specifically what Jake said when he first saw this movie. But something about the way he said it, he may have mentioned that it was body horror or something like that. And immediately I basically knew how this was going to go. The romantic part of it obviously isn't immediately obvious, but more or less you knew it was going to be a relationship between two people, one four and one traveler. And one of them was going to be some type of monster. So yeah. I don't remember Jake talking about this being a body horror movie. That's I think all I I'm said, a good listener, and yeah. you are not. Well, also true. I think all I said is that this is the most romantic horror movie I can recall, and that it's body horror. And ah. yeah, that's enough to do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I the body horror stuff. I mean, it it becomes pretty clear pretty soon. Yes. Uh, what's what's going on? Yeah. In yeah. The movie. It doesn't really attempt to hide its cards all that much. No. No. But I will say. Okay. I will say this doesn't this doesn't really belong in a section, so I'm going to go ahead and say it now. I will say that, that it does a pretty good job on repeated viewing of, despite not really holding its cards close to the chest, it it hints at things really well with its dialogue that you pick up on more quickly the second time around than you would hope to the first time. So that's okay. kind of a nice thing to see. Hmm. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, which I think just is going to lead us into talking about what the movie does right. I would think so. We're just no. 
going to skip right over the categories, the subgenres. Oh. Just going to blow right by that. Interesting. Fair Jack's point. had a lot of trouble with what point. happens in episodes lately. <laughs> it's hard. He's man. not a very good listener. You know what it's like being a host. <laughs> He's also not a very good talker. Why don't you try walking a mile in my shoes, huh? <laughs> Too All right. Uh, Jake. Yeah. What in the fuck subgenres of horror does this movie fit into? Give us one. Body horror. Yeah, I got the low-hanging fruit. Split out. Give me yeah, that layup. That is quite a layup. Mark, yourself. Uh, This is a foreign movie set in Italy. God damn it. There's a difference yeah. between foreign movie and a movie set in a foreign place. I'd like to clarify. This is a movie set in a foreign place. Foreign, comma, set <laughs> in a foreign place. No, this is an American movie. <laughs> As opposed to a foreign movie made about America, I suppose would be. Or a foreign movie made about a foreign place. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we need three or four subgenres, some subgenres <laughs> for that one. American, American movie, America, American movie, foreign, foreign movie, America, foreign movie, foreign. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, oh so this is an America movie foreign. Although I don't think American movie American would fit into the any way fit into a foreign subgenre. Nope. Yeah. So no, that talk. would be called domestic, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um I'm gonna call this a monster movie. Yes. Absolutely. It's look, the the reveal is monster esque bits and pieces until one one whammy of a reveal. Sort of. It's <laughs> It's a little bit different in terms of the monster changes. Yeah. But I do think it it's monsterish in that way. I definitely think it's a monster too. I'm with you. Mm. Yeah. Dubious. In the same way that a werewolf movie or a vampire movie could be construed as a monster. We've we've kind of waffled on that in the past cuz we generally call monster the kaiju giant 30 tall 30 foot tall right. beast. But, thing, but even but... with the zom- or even with the 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 vampire or werewolf movies, there's there's a way of presenting it that makes it more of a monster movie than others. Yes. This is this is a creature from the Black Lagoon style monster movie, not so much yes. a 50 foot woman monster movie. <laughs> yep. That's the one that's, I went uh, with. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> The quintessential kaiju movie. (laughs) Attack of the 50-foot woman. All right, Jake. We're around the horn again to you. Um, I think this would qualify as an adult fears movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely the first bit. This is heavy in the, like, dude having an existential crisis goes off. His whole family's dead just trying to figure out life. And then you have a lot more meditation on life and the meaning thereof throughout the rest of the movie so adult fears for sure yeah can't argue with that mark uh romance <clears throat> is that a subgenre yeah i think you it should it. be i here's this is this did dovetails back into what i was Time talking out. about last week where did you add it yes i did add it okay continue <laughs> <laughs> this is this is kind of t- getting back to what i was talking about last week is Especially in a world where, Jake, you were talking about post-horror. I feel like in order for that thing to exist... Fantasy things. Lock yeah. it up. There's a point. Um, yeah. In order thing. for that to exist, it has to be combined with other genres. Like, a, like not sub-genres, just actual yeah. genres of film. Comedy, romance, yes. drama, It's whatever. a genre-defying film. Um, this is a yes. this is a good example of what someone would probably call a post horror film, and fuck them for doing so. But yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the lure would also fit in that category then. Right? Um, haven't seen it. I, I'm the only one who's seen it, but 
That seems, yeah, that seems most like a horror comedy to me, musical, horror comedy musical. It's, I mean, the comedy is very light. That's a heavy film. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it is. A lot of post-horror coming out these days, guys. <laughs> all the um, points. All right. All the this points. This is an independent movie, probably. Oh, my God. The indefensible <laughs> pick of the week, Jack. Every week. It's also a sci-fi, yeah. man. It's... <laughs> There's a lot of sci, it's not, and it is fi. It's not. A you guys sci-fi. are right. This is this is the most sci-fi movie we've watched. It is not a sci-fi movie whatsoever. <laughs> Correct. It's no, not. no, it is not. No, it is not. This is an X Y Z films distributed by Draft House. I'd call that independent. Would that you? sounds independent. Sure. What was the budget? Yeah. It doesn't say, but the box office was. It must have been 50 pretty big. grand. Fifty grand box. This office. is an independent movie. You are fucking <laughs> kidding me. Well, it probably came out in like four theaters. Yeah, I mean, this had to be like a, a limited, couple, very I mean, limited was, theatrical release. Yeah, this was a couple different film festivals, then limited theatrical through Draft House, and then now it's out on VOD. This was the second movie by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Um, oh my god! I'm Just smack your mic. Just, Just hit play it music for us. Yeah, I mean that's what I try to do. This is the second movie by them. The first one I've, I also watched and mentioned to you guys is called Resolution. Um, their third one is now out. Uh, it's kind of been making its festival runs called The Endless. I don't know if we'll get a chance to see that this year or not, but I uh, can highly recommend both of the first two, so thought that'd be worth mentioning as well. I don't know why. Interesting. All right. Now we can talk about what the movie does right, because nobody has anything else worth saying about subgenres. Correct. No, not after your yeah. fucking... Yeah, let's go. Perfect nailing it? No, you didn't nail it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, I think you'll find. Jake, yeah. what does this movie do right? I'm struggling if I want to choose for the first <laughs> bite at the apple. I'm struggling if I want to choose the acting or the story. I'm going to choose the acting. And a lot of that is going to be attributable to writing. But the chemistry between the main characters in this movie, Lou Taylor Pucci plays Evan, and then Nadia Hilker plays Louise, is really really engaging it is hard to take your eyes off the screen like they just gel so well throughout the course of the movie that uh i'm locked in from an immersion standpoint from start to finish and then all of the other characters as well are really well done and engaging like his buddy tommy back in the states that he hangs out with and fucking the boss of the bar mike played by vinnie curran (laughs) who is one of the main characters in Resolution, actually, and he basically is the same character, so entertainment oh, abounds. Interesting. Um, okay. All of that is just so well done, and for such a even, small even movie... Even the, the stoner compatriots that he meets at first who oh my god, the, the British Wi-Fi guys? password. Yeah. Well, here's what I've got to say. I, I, those are totally... For the most part, Jake, I'm just going to piggyback on yours. I'm going to yeah. jump in here. Another thing this movie does right, it's, it's along with the acting-writing thing. Almost all of the characters are tremendously believable. Look, I did the shithead i just graduated from college backpacking across europe yeah because i'm a white guy thing yep like I, and it's so, i mean it's such a quintessentially shithead thing to do but and i met those exact people and went on a road trip the, the, i happened to meet an irish guy named dylan brooks and he was the leader of the 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 basket of deplorables that i was hanging out with for a couple of days there but they were exactly like that yeah. it was pretty awesome you're all about dropping the first and last names yeah, I uh, th- if this one particular Irish guy who was living at a hostel in 2000 and 
twelve wants to uh, wants to come at us. Bring it, son. Wow, that was idiotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so all the characters save a little bit that I'll I'll talk about and what the movie does wrong huh. are tremendously believable, well written characters. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, Mark. Let's take it from there and just stick with your other one and talk about the story. This is an incredibly unique story. Yes. Um, I can think of very few other movies that even approach its general feel. And I can't really even name off the top of my head another horror romance. I know, right? Well, there's that one, the the one that your lovely wife likes very much, uh, the zombie romance. Oh, that's a good point. Warm bodies, yeah. I yeah. had forgotten about that. American Werewolf, yeah. baby. That's a romance Okay, movie. but we you need to be able to distinguish a romance movie that is set against a horror backdrop versus... Uh, Vice versa. Yeah, American Werewolf is just a horror movie that two people fall in love. Like, if, we, if, if, if we're just doing horror movies where people fall in love, that shit happens all the time. I'm sort talking about, of. like, an actual romance yeah, movie no, where, this like, is, the core this of is, the plot... Yes. It's rare. I mean, this Shaun is of a the romance Den. movie where a lot of horror happens. As yeah, I wouldn't even call Shaun of the Dead a romance movie. That's no. more of a coming of age for a shithead early 30s guy. <laughs> You're liking the term shithead this week. <laughs> yeah, well, it's appropriate sometimes. I'm <laughs> I think it's pronounced shithead. Ah, fair point. Jack's taking Anyways, this, this week. This is a very unique movie. And I, I mean, all that other stuff aside, find me another monster that is even remotely like this one. I know, right? <laughs> like what the fuck let's yeah. can we just take a step back and give it more than it got in the 30 second plots yeah you have to let's, let's talk about the monster for a little while can either of you explain it to me because i am befuddled no but but even louise doesn't really understand it she only thinks she does and she says she's got someone who's better. lived for two thousand years and has degrees in Everything as a modern day understanding of biochemistry would not have described it in that way and would know more about it, but um, it's at least trying. Like I just kind of got the feeling that this is supernatural, and whatever she thinks about it, she's just kind of dumb. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a you're kind of giving it a bum rap. That's kind of like the turn it up your nose at the whole thing. Like I think this does a much better job with a much deeper lore than most horror movies. Most movies would even, like, hope to approach something with. And, yeah, things are going to fall okay. apart if you're trying to describe a fucking monster like this. There's no way you can explain it, so how could you explain it adequately? It's impossible well, because it doesn't exist Well, in here's the deal. That, you just, you have her not supposed to know so much about modern science. That, she that, doesn't have to be I a I don't think it hurts that she knows so much about modern science. Well, she clearly doesn't. <laughs> Boom! I don't know, man. Not, also, not everyone has a science degree. Like, so for me, with a non-science background, none of that was even notable. Like, I was like, "Yeah, this probably doesn't hold up," but it, I'm not going to fixate on it. So, sure. I think you have to be a very specific subset of people to be like, "Ugh, well." You but, know. but Mark, to get to your point, to try to do my best. Yeah, to there we go. It Let's here. get back on track. She is a human, a mutant. Born 2,000 years ago. She's an ex-woman. Technically, I think, what, Vesuvius erupted and killed Pompeii in 79 AD, so born almost 2,000 years years ago. ago. Um, And she she is a being where, when she's in her early 20s, she needs to be 
impregnated by someone and she can use the stem cells from the not even a fetus because it's just a fertile it's five days after so she can use the stem cells that don't exist yet to regenerate her body and become half the entity who impregnated her and half herself and then be reborn as another 20 year old as her own child with yes i was a little unclear on this does she retain her knowledge or not I think she does, yeah. absolutely. Because I thought she, she said so that she wouldn't remember stuff. him. I think she loses, like, some short-term stuff. Or maybe she was just trying to push him away, more likely. Uh, that's probably true. Yeah. Damn you and your logic. <coughs> and but what that's, exactly... That's one one, one more question. Do. What exactly happens to her while she's pregnant? Yeah, so, so when she's pregnant, this is the part that gets very unclear. When she's impregnated by another human... She starts to use human stem cells to morph into every other animal in the animal kingdom, uh, unpredictably and, and erratically. Plants. And plants. And I don't know if I caught any plants, but there's some plant shit happening. She like yeah, puts her that, hand on a wall and like vines come but out. That's and, not like, like her. That's her pheromones. She explains yeah. that with her biochemistry degrees, Mark. Oh, pheromones. Pheromones. <laughs> she can generate plant life with pheromones. Sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what she does. She turns into a lizard sometimes, into a werewolf sometimes, into a squid sometimes, tentacle monster sometimes, into Lo- Lovecraftian nightmare sometimes. I hate that when I come home and I've turned into a Lovecraftian nightmare. <laughs> Ruins those, my week. Those are definitely the worst days. I will Splitting tell you headaches. this: this guy must be pure of heart, like Mati, because if I, I, I don't know how long it takes to know you've found the one. Uh, but but he's known this woman for five days, and he comes home to a writhing mass of hellscape mutant monster, and still loves her. Aww. She's hot. And just, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> do you think? Do you think kicked his coverage, guys, man. Important, important question. Do you think anywhere in the apartment she has a poster that says, "If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best." <laughs> If anyone does, she should. Oh my god. <laughs> that needs to be a prop. Oh yeah. Yeah, she should absolutely have that in there. <laughs> I I'm chalking that up into the what movie what the movie does wrong. She needs to drop that line. Yeah. Um he uh, that's something the movie does wrong. We're not in that segment yet. No. I don't really <laughs> Jake, what else does the movie do right? Uh one of the things that I enjoy most about this from a second viewing standpoint was a lot of the cinematography, there are so many long shots, long following shots in this movie. It makes your fucking head spin, dude. It's gorgeous. Yes, yeah, it's gorgeous. It's it's well, from an artistic standpoint, it's gorgeous. And it's very dreams like surreal, overexposed. Um, there are some weird shots in there, but I'm going to focus in on a lot of the long follow shots because that gets back to the acting. Like, think about how much the actress had to do. The scene where he has walked in and she's writhing around and he helps her and then he, like, leaves and she's trying to explain things because she's up shit creek, right? That is, like, Which, a three-and-a-half-minute scene, dude, that goes, it winds all the way. And there's probably a clever cut or two in there, but they do it really well. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's one continuous shot winding through the cobblestone streets like that shit is super super impressive 
and I I noticed that a lot more on the second viewing for sure. So and and very discombobulating. I think yeah. they do that on purpose. Yeah. Obviously, like he's in fucking shock because he just saw his lover turn into a squid monster, and then he injected her with a mystery substance, and she transformed back. And then they just went walking. And and the thing about this scene is they're like turning corners, oh, and they like they hit like seventeen yeah. different dead ends. Yeah. Um, and I I think the point of that shot. Because they are just kind of meandering aimlessly, right. not really going anywhere. Well, he's just it's, like looking for a way out. Yeah, it's kind of that's exactly what it is. She's yeah. looking for a way out and keeps hitting dead ends, and he's like super confused, trying to follow her down this weird meandering path. And the shot itself mirrors that, which yes. is a pretty cool and it's, thing. Uh, yes, and as a guy who's been very drunk trying to walk around late at night, small town Italian cities or Croatian cities or Spanish cities, uh. Many of them in in the smaller towns are a lot like this, and you just turn so many goddamn corners and don't end up getting anywhere. It's crazy. I can so, con- I can that confirm really well. that Belgium is the same way. Yeah. Europe, guys, Europe. Yeah, anywhere there's cobblestones, I think. <laughs> Essentially, Boston. that was that was a really really cool shot. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the movie is fucking chock full of them. And on yeah. that note, they also use quite a bit of drone photography. I don't know if you really yeah, get a did. lot of credit for that, but the shots are cool. I, I think that's something that we're obviously going to be seeing a lot, lot, lot more of. Um, but, you know, for a movie that came out two-ish years ago, three-ish years ago, you know, they were I one mean, of the first It was clearly filmed, you know, it, in, it was filmed in, like, 2013. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which, I mean... So there there are literally, at the time of this recording, four pieces of trivia on the IMDb page. One of them is about Ikea, uh, and then the other two are other stuff. And one of them is just about the drones they used, and it's like yeah. the super long version. And like people didn't know what the drone was. They were held up in an airport because they apparently they were in Russia, and all the Russians thought that it was a piece of military equipment. So I mean, so now, where did they actually do the filming? Is this in Russia? Where Where is it shot? They were en route to Russia, as far as I can tell, but so... that's just what the quote said, was the guy was in the Russian airport. Huh. Anyways, my point you. is, this is before drones were, like, a thing. Before there was a yeah. professional drone racing league sport? Yes. It's on ESPN? <laughs> uh, this was filmed in Bari, Italy. I do not speak Italian. Polignano Amare, Italy. You nailed it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Conversano, Italy, and Los Angeles, California. So only Italy. Sure. I don't know why they're going through Russia. I don't know. Flying over Russia Connecting to get to flight. Europe. Yeah, the it's other hard direction. to get to Europe, man. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's, it's actually hard. it's actually significantly easier to get to Italy than it is to get to <laughs> than Russia. Russia. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> My God. This was 2013, Mark. Everything was better then. Jack. That's true. Jack. Yeah, what else did this movie do right? I think for the most part, the effects on the monster and the kills are handled very well. Uh, yeah. The ones that are very CG are in shadow um, and don't look great. But then when they show you all of it, they show you all of it. And it looks pretty goddamn good. The Lovecraftian monster, like just this writhing mass of mutant goo looks good. Yeah, it really does. Well, yeah. it doesn't. I mean, it looks believable. It doesn't look good. I wouldn't want to look at that. Well, right, right, yes. It doesn't look pleasant. <laughs> God damn it. Hoisted by your own petard, Jack. <laughs> I want to know what you the budget it. for this was. Um, because of the box office of less than 50K, like, obviously they didn't make this for less than 50K, but 
Right. This this is a VOD release movie though for the most part. It's a I would goddamn say, shame, dude. I would say that the the effects look cheap, but they do look believable. Like I can see where they would have gotten away with only spending maybe $10,000 or so. I'd have no idea how much CG costs, but with a few exceptions, right? Almost universally, every scene where she's starting to transform and her tail talon thing is coming after him looks terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. The scene in the and, church, and, in particular. Yeah, absolutely. Aside from that, most of it's makeup. I, I could basically see them using a lot of practical effects and then just draping over a texture on it using After Effects or whatever. I don't know how that type of stuff works. <laughs> sure. Oh my god. But yeah, I mean, in general, I agree with you. The effects look look very good. Yeah, they're very well handled. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, how about you? What else did the movie do right? I think we've mostly covered it. Yep, I'm kind of with you. We we talked about a lot of the really broad strokes. There's there are some finer points. This movie we haven't really talked about this, but it is also a pretty charmingly funny movie. Yeah, we use the term comedy, charming, but to that goes along with the writing. But what well, could be a charming yeah, movie, I mean, Mark? There's there's a point right after he finds who she like what she is and he sits her down and he looks her in the square in the eye and he says, "Okay, vampire, werewolf, zombie, witcher, alien." And that line <laughs> is is pretty funny like in the grand scheme of things that he's able to like digest what he just saw and Yeah, but that come also comes like with that. knowledge he shouldn't have, right? He doesn't know everything about her and how she works. So that stuff comes from the writers, not from a believable character trait. So I didn't love that line, but I agree with you the comedy works in the movie. I could actually totally see someone working that up themselves. You walk in, you see Ursula from The Little Mermaid writhing around on the ground. <laughs> you inject her with a mystery syringe, probably full of Italian heroin. She turns back to normal, and then you have like a full day to digest that. Yeah, I'm not getting zombie or werewolf from that. He didn't see any fur. Yeah, but I think uh, he's like, you could easily make light of the situation. It's not like you... You are a yeah. human being existing in the 21st century. You can look back at what horror monsters I'm not saying, are. I, I, I'm not saying I think a joke there is inappropriate. I just, that joke had the benefit of the writer's knowledge of the of the goings-on. I'm not I following disagree. you. Well, I am following you, and I disagree with it. But whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Good. Uh, All right. Jake, did you have any last thoughts on what the movie does right? No, I agree with you. I think we've pretty much covered it, like... They are a bit broad in the way we covered them, but hey, that's fine. That's fine. It does a lot of things right. Yes, it's, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's indicative of a good movie, right? When the broad strokes are good, that means your movie in general is good. Right, when you're not pointing to... And, and conversely, it works the opposite, too, right? When what you're talking about aren't very... Sp- like, I liked the song they used in the one half of this scene. If you're talking generally, it probably did good things. And conversely, when you're talking about very specific nit- nitpicks instead of just overall... You're talking yeah. about Jake's Ouija possession review? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The opening song was good. <laughs> yeah. It was okay. And then they used it again. All right. <laughs> and then and, they and used it again. like that, in terms of what it does wrong, when we talk about, like we did with Black Mountainside, just very, very pedantic nitpicks, and that's what you find in terms of what it does wrong. That's a sign of a great movie overall that you were just paying attention to. Hey, mostly. speaking so, of which. Jake. Yeah. What does the movie do wrong? Who is this on? Is this on me? I said Jake. I said oh. the word Jake. It's kind of hard to hear you Neither of you guys are very good listeners. When I'm not listening the bullshit um i think 
I think this movie is a little slow to get going, and I understand the need <laughs> yeah, to build the character, but I, I think that it probably could have given me a little bit less up front. I want to identify with this character in this scenario, right? Like, you need to know a bit about him to kind of get into what this movie is going to be, but it took quite a while. They could have cut two or three things off the top of my head, straight up. Like, they could have cut the sympathy sure. fuck scene. That was totally pointless. And that's like I'm, yep. that's like two minutes of movie for no reason yeah. with this character that you it? don't see again. Yeah. I mean, it, you see tits, and you only see tits <laughs> twice in this movie, so I guess it has that going for it. But hey, I'm not a pig. <laughs> God damn it. It, it takes a while. To I think that going. was an incredibly important scene. <laughs> Mark like the boobies. <laughs> I think Jack said that. I'm pretty sure that was Jack's voice. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the big one off the top for me. Okay. I think that because of that, uh, it takes you a bit of time to get into it once the the real movie starts, I guess, which is when he lands in Italy. Um, that's not to say that nothing that happens before then is important. It's important to set the stage, but it just took about twice as long as it needed to. Sure, sure. So I'm gonna piggyback on that. Uh, because you're talking a little bit about wasted screen time, and there yeah. is one scene in this that is. Almost com- like it just is utterly nonsensical when you take it with what the like it's it happens before you know what she is. Yep. And it's like they're setting her up to be something that she ends up not being, but she's okay. only doing it for herself. So there's a scene when she's mid transformation where she breaks away. She's alone. She goes into a cave or building or something with her rabbits. Yes. Hiding from the cave. sun. Yes. Paints a bunch of satanic shit on the walls. Yes, and then, and then the sacrifices the rabbits and eats them. Yes. Not only is yeah. she not uh, whatever you would call uh, being, I guess, photophobic. Like she's not. A, she's not sensitive to sunlight, although she might be. It's unclear. It is unclear. But also, what's with the writing on the wall? Like, why? What's with the? What's they, with that they whole tried, thing? She does explain. They try that. to give it a throwaway line a little later. She tries yeah. to say that. I've tried for how many millennia eons to to figure this out, and this is how it always works, but I think I'm falling for you, so I even tried satanic rituals to cure myself of it so it wouldn't repeat She doesn't cycle. say that. She doesn't say she thinks she's falling for him. But that's She's pretty adamant that she's not the whole fucking time. So, so again, if that's true, she's no, trying something different. There's that implication. Because of, the implication, of the implication, Jack. Why, so she wants to cure herself through satanism for someone who she's okay with no she she is just in denial about how much she loves him okay no she's using it to try to kind of like quell the really heinous transformations that are happening because she says they're just happening a lot more than normal because of her pheromones in any case that scene makes no sense you can try and explain it but you shouldn't have to like that scene doesn't need to exist um Another thing about and it's that like a scene, solid five minutes. <laughs> there's two rabbits there. Um, she only kills one, and she kills on one. The other one, they make a very vivid point of showing just sitting in the corner like a real chill rabbit, which would not be the case in a cave where the thing is thrashing around and murdering and spraying more blood than a rabbit has around the cave. That rabbit has the worst survival skills of any well, animal I've ever seen. They didn't want to get peed up their ass, man. You can't scare <laughs> by a rabbit. fake killing two rabbits? No, by, like, actually frightening the rabbit to make it act. <laughs> Not everybody can be Ella, dude. 
These are the same rabbits that were in um, The Hills Have Eyes. They're very brave, okay? They're <laughs> some very, brave rabbits. They're some very brave rabbits. <laughs> Boom. Callback. That was pretty good. Nailed Thanks, it. Mark. That was pretty good. <laughs> um, so I'll kind of piggyback along with that in terms of liberties the writers take. Um, and just, just sometimes it doesn't always work out. So when, when I talked about, for the most part, all the characters are very believable. Yeah, I'm interested to hear. There's, yeah, uh, one in particular, not really a character in the movie. No, oh. it's it's uh, the American tourist dickhead rapist. Yeah. Who's a, um, he's the, the character of... Yeah, he's they definitely, he's really, really psycho. conflate asshole tourists yeah. with just straight-up sociopathic rapists. Yeah. Uh, this is a guy who starts off just being a drunk dickhead, screaming around, singing the national anthem. Uh, and, Which, and who hasn't drunk been in the water drunk? in a small town? <laughs> exactly. In Italy. Exactly. Hammered and off your the gourd, next time fucking screaming you s- Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> you know you've done it. And then the next time you see him, he's wearing an America bandana and walking down an alley late at night and just sees a woman cowering against a wall and he asks her how much to suck his dick and then he just tries to rape this woman. It's a it's an abrupt transition. In the second, he gets his comeuppance. Yeah, he does. I'm not saying he doesn't, and I like that very much. She uh, his however, dick off. <laughs> I mean, she just kind of kills him. Right, she kind of like tears out his dick area. Yeah, his dick area <laughs> is very clearly removed when they find him in the morning. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but but it just felt like um, a, a conflation of 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 a of a genuine horrible worst person in the world monster with generic dickhead tourist well and they do i i totally hear you he's that whole arc is also unnecessary it's a good way of demonstrating like her power to some extent and like the relatively violent nature that she has going into the thing but also they do tie it in with the earlier conversation about how like what dickhead americans look like (laughs) Like, he has to explain to her that he's not a dickhead American, and this guy, this jabroni rolls into town with an America bandana. Well, and that's, yeah, that's in the same conversation that, like, when he first meets her, he's like, what's, how, why am I supposed to believe you're not a prostitute? A prostitute, sure. So it's kind of like, Which, but that's reasonable. Coming back around, you know? I guess, but at the same time, she is looking to use him for sex, whether it's for money or not. He's correct in what she's looking for. Sure. For eternal and life. The second guy is not correct. <laughs> yeah, she really wants a lot out of him. Yeah. <laughs> In so a way, she wants and, to become him. <laughs> and along those same lines, I think the, the, the scene where she's a writhing, mutated monster. Um, I, he was not nearly curious enough about what the fuck just happened. He walks in. Sees this writhing mass of mutated nonsense, injects it with something, Mark, like you said, unknown. And then maybe collapses Italian against heroin, a wall in shock. And then collapses against a wall in shock, then she turns back into a human, and then they sit down at the table, and he won't let her explain what's going on. He leaves. Because and he's in shock, is, and he's just like, There is not a single around. thing in the world that could prevent me from figuring out exactly what was going on at we should, that stage. We mm. should mention just one little detail here. The, the vial of... Italian heroin is labeled with just a frowny face. It's just a frowny face drawn on in marker. Yeah. And <laughs> we're led to believe that's just some kind of concentrated stem cell. Something concoction. or other. Yeah. From like lab yeah. rats. Yeah. 
lab yeah. rats. Or the cells. the people she's been conducting experiments on. Yeah, but they're just they're just pluripotent instead of being embryonic or something. Right. Some science right. words are thrown around. <laughs> it's not great either way. Yeah. And and I just I I understand you're in shock, but I'm saying I don't think there's a force on the earth that could keep me from hearing what this monster has to say about what's going on. A monster I'd been inside of previously. Yeah, that's the thing, Jack. That's the thing, is she's back to normal at that point, and by then he just kind of, you know, he wants to bang the gong. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's just like, okay, well, I'm glad that's behind us. Wow. Let's plow. (laughs) Uh, Mark, how about you? What do you think the movie does wrong? I guess we're kind of snaking back around because you piggybacked off Jake's, but... Yeah, we're kind of going all over the place. I'll bring back one of the ones that is most... That doesn't em- sound like us. <laughs> that I, is most... No. I will pick one of the ones that is most immediately obvious, which is especially in the early scenes, but they also move back to it once they're in Italy a few times. There is some weird camera filters in this movie. Like, very heavily yellow in a lot of places, but also just straight up, like, blurry... I, I don't I'm gonna disagree think with they're you. Bad. I, I think surreal. they're weird. I think that, I think they are weird, but I think that wrong? is supposed to mirror his experience. I, I look, I get it. It's He's a in creative a haze, choice. Man, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, fine. That's a little a too metaphor, art for art's man. sake for me. Yeah. You You're a little the character too stupid you're playing your character the character you're playing <laughs> is my point. It's art for art's <laughs> sake. It's dumb and it takes away from the movie. <laughs> You're making a I, shot actually, blurry for some fucking reason. It's a metaphor. So I, I understand okay. what you're saying, but I didn't think about it during my viewing of the movie. It just worked for me. Oh, I, I definitely to did. Stay sucked in. I mean, when you come in, it's not so bad because you haven't had any like taste for what the movie could look like otherwise. Um, you definitely see that it's like super yellow, and it's like all right, whatever. But then there's a shot. I can't remember exactly when it happens, but it's they're back in Italy, and prior to then, everything had like turned clear and normal colors, and then. Bang! Hard shift back to, like, super blurry yellow camera. <laughs> yeah. Well... It's just an interesting choice. I mean, I, I, you guys can like it for what it is. It's a weird artsy metaphor, but I think it's kind of dumb. Fair enough. It is probably more off-putting than, than universally liked. I think it's universal. Yeah, I mean, you guys were the ones that ragged on the ring for being way too blue-green, so and I don't know why you wouldn't think yellow. the same thing for this being well, yellow. It's <laughs> fair. Maybe I just like orange. It rhymes with so many things. Yeah, like porridge. Wow. Those two words Jake, don't uh, rhyme. help us out here. Those what else two, does the movie do right? Those two words don't rhyme, Mark. Sure they do. They don't rhyme. I'm struggling to think of one. Um, I'm gonna, I'll, go, I'll go again. We've, no, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. We've kind of nitpicked the the science element, and I don't want to get into that because I already, I already said my piece about how I don't feel like a lot of people are going to be digging into the biochemistry <laughs> behind things as much as someone who might have studied biochemistry at How a does university. your body choose? Cytosol. <laughs> Done. <laughs> it's terrible. But when she is explaining her origin story when they're at Pompeii. Yep. Does she say that she was impervious to lava? It's unclear. I believe that's that, what she said. I believe she implies that the lava had no effect on her, that I didn't escape. 
and I didn't die. Exactly. <laughs> like, I think there's a line about how, like, her family was getting it, and she was able to get up and basically run faster out of the flames because she was impervious to it. <laughs> so let's, like hat, let's like digest to that, pew. too. Let's, let's put on our Earth science caps for a moment. Sure, uh, Before that, let's digest the scene of them walking around the ruins of Pompeii unsupervised. Because he, the fact that you have a character remark upon it doesn't make it more reasonable no. that they're you're just allowed to wander around one of Wait, the that's what most archaeological like, right? significant sites in the world. That's what it's like. If I go there, I can yeah. do that, right? You could just walk around with your paramour. Cool, I'm going to buy my plane ticket. I'm into it. Yeah. You get to meet her family. <laughs> Okay, now can we put on our Earth Science hats? Yes, Mark, now let's put on... Let's take off our uh, anthropologist hats and put on our Earth Scientist hats. Okay, good. I like this hat more it's than big anthropology old hat. hat. Um, <laughs> it goes... So, Pompeii wasn't wasn't consumed by lava. No, it was consumed Pompeii by Pompeii was ash. consumed by a, by a pyroclastic flow. Cloud. Well, a, a flow. It's, it's called a pyroclastic flow that is basically <laughs> a cloud of... Highly fast-moving liquid that's like 400 degrees. That's too yes. hot for him. It hits you like a fucking truck. Yes. And all of a sudden, you're just like underground. Right. So she's not immune to lava. She's immune to being hit by a 400-degree truck that is hitting her and then burying her under 20 or 30 feet well, of Well, here's whatever. the thing. The dude who had impregnated her that first time was uh, Quake from the X-Men. Actually, uh. from X-Men Evolution, specifically. <laughs> uh, so, you know, she got, like Rogue, she got his powers. Um, I and, see. Uh, that makes nah, sense. And they've a... just been diluted enough to this point, because she's, like, so many generations in. Yeah. Ex- there aren't that many X-Men, Mark. If you're going to bang 20 people... How many people? 400 people? I 20 years. They started to do... What's that? Every... No, well, 2,000 years every 20 years. Yes. So, so 100. 100. Yeah, if you're going to bang 100 people, there's not that many X-Men, Mark, and there's lots of people. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying, it, the power of Quake was slowly diluted over time. That's the only point I'm Exactly. Making. I put exactly. on my geneticist hat at this point. Exactly. This is the hat show. <laughs> Mark, talk to me about stem cells and how they work. <laughs> well, there's embryonic and there's pluripotent, and I think those are the only two words they use to describe them. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to shift right out of this one because I think we've said all we needed to say about it. Did the movie think it was (laughs) making some kind of uh, poignant and timely political statement about stem cells when he said you have to harvest them from fetuses you extract from women? No. Because I think it did. I don't know. (laughs) What's the point of what you're saying? I don't know. I guess stem cells haven't really been an issue since Bush was president, but... Eh... Seemed weird. Why do you always gotta? Why you always gotta do this? <laughs> I was gonna bring up. What, the politics what do I always thing. gotta do? Talk. What am I doing? <laughs> you bring up the politics. Without. I don't <laughs> feel like I bring up politics that frequently. You do. <laughs> people come for horror, and in this case, romance. No, I think people come for our political analysis, Mark. <laughs> That's the A to Z politics cast coming One, next year. political analysis. Two, science education. Three, history education. Speaking of which... Four, um, Congo. Does anybody know anything about art history? No. Good lord, I no. Don't, 
I don't know what uh, frescoes frescoes looked like from seventy nine A D. Fresca's a, a drink that you drink out of a can. Yeah, I feel like you immediately disqualified yourself from speaking to whatever you're about to say. I'm asking a question. I'm saying I don't know. If anything, I only furthered my point of being an idiot. So why are you speaking? What are you saying? Because I have. A, I'm asking a question. What is the question? Um, have you ever had a fresca? <laughs> yes, I have. Oh mm, boy, delightful. that's fresh. That's their slogan, right? <laughs> Ask your question. Uh, did they have? Were frescas able to be this kind of detail in in seventy nine A.D.? She frescoes. said she posed for that thing. Fresco, fuck frescoes. <laughs> Holy crap! You're bad at this. Uh, shit. Cause what oil paintings weren't for another few hundred years, and this the the painting of her from way long ago looks looks pretty detailed. When did she say it was? I thought that that was from like the Renaissance or something. No, she said that was the first. The, that was the painting of her from her first life, two thousand years ago. She said, "I paint. I posed for that painting two thousand years ago." Oh, yeah. I'm gonna go with no. Yeah. Right. That's not what paintings from that era looked like. Yeah, perspective wasn't even invented until like well after that, as far as I'm aware. Well, it wasn't invented. Perspective as a concept in painting. No, sure. I think the whole thing was invented later. People were just walking around like stick figures, looking in two D. Yeah. You know, I guess. Maybe what didn't that come from ancient Greece actually? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there were frescoes of that era that were portraits, but I just don't think they were this detailed. Certainly enough to have I don't to, know. To I display don't display heterochromia to, of the eyes. I'm not willing to say it was egregious. It didn't look this that week. Bad. This week on the A to Z horror cast, three jabronis who have no idea what art history is try and come up with art. <laughs> Spend history eleven minutes talking about. Yeah, art thanks history. for introducing another topic we can't speak to, Jay. I was curious. I didn't know. I thought you guys might. <laughs> None of us know history, so let's just make it up. <laughs> Seems like a good approach. That's what this movie did. <laughs> well, yeah, more or less. <laughs> I like what you're saying, Jack. You're saying we should make a movie. Hello. Let's put that one in the hopper. Yeah. I have this really cool idea for a horror scene set amongst a, oh, a windmill it. turbine save farm. It. That's proprietary. Oh, shit. Right, buddy. Yeah, that's uh, trademarked, copyrighted, patented. Save it. At least until after we rate this thing. Okay. Which feels like it maybe should be about now. I have one more thing. This podcast is on record as being a pro-cat podcast, uh, and there are... Whoa, time the fuck out there. Negative. They murder one of the cutest kittens you've ever seen in this movie. How did the how did the lovely wife take that one, Mark? She was sad. She thought this movie was cute, but that <laughs> that cat thing happened. I think it was a bit of a short memory type of type of moment, but Good. yeah. I mean, it really speaks volumes to our Whereas her overall. Other movies itself. cannot do enough to replace that image in your brain. They don't have enough going on to put another image in your mind for the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of right in the middle. It's a slow burn. You have to wait until the end, and then it's cute at the end. But yeah, there's no, a lot I, of cat I'm violence this movie we don't does. approve. Like, this movie... A to Z horror does not approve of the cat violence in this movie. That's all I'm saying. Well, <laughs> I didn't care either way. Yeah. It was better than a dog. You guys are, you guys are jerks. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> now we're rating it. No, I have one more question for you, Mark. Oh my god, you already wanted to go to... Ra- but you, you raised an important question. <laughs> okay. That I have of you. Puppies or kittens? Oh, puppies. Okay. Ratings. We over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. 
Uh, for one, think of how George Bluth would rate Buster's skills on the baseball diamond. Is that what you've been thinking all these years? No, no. You were, you were just a turd out there. You know, you couldn't kick and you couldn't run, you know. You're just a, a turd. And for ten, think of how Kevin Garnett would rate the possibility of things. Anything's possible. Anything's possible! Story. It's the first category to rate these movies. Jake, this was your pick. It was my Rate pick. it for story. And I'm curious. You guys are probably going to hate me for my ratings in this movie as a whole. Ten. I'm giving, <laughs> I'm giving an eight for story. This I is one of the most rating. unique horror stories I've ever seen, if not the most unique. And I think it's one of the most deep as well. Um, there was a lot of legwork done here to at least try to build a backstory that goes beyond anything that I think was necessary for this at times, potentially to its detriment. And I don't think, I think that's why it's probably not a little higher, but you have a really emotional story that I think while it can be a bit art for art's sake at times, and that's a story thing. And I think it's expressed through some of the, the visuals. Um, it is unique. It is both heartwarming and scary. And it deals with, some real adult concepts there's just a lot going on here that i think is handled pretty deftly um and you don't see it very often so i think it deserves a high score i can completely go along with that and i i like what you said about a lot of the stories expressed through the cinematography of this film and they do a really really good job of that and i i gave it an eight as well i think it's uniqueness of concept alone gets it a tremendous amount of points but then they also yeah some of the specifics don't work at fucking all, but like I said, I prefer to think of it as like, she's just not all that smart, and she's a supernatural being, and so it's not a biochemical thing as she's trying to explain it, she's just a supernatural being, and it's gonna happen the way it happens, so it 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 works for me, um, even if as explained, it doesn't particularly work all the way, I think it's a, it's a very well-written story and delivered on very well. Mark, how about you? Did you give it a rating? He gave yeah, it an 8. Okay, I gave it a six. I'm a little bit lower than you guys. I I think I'm giving it definitely a lot of points for uniqueness, and I do appreciate what it's doing as as far as what you guys are saying. But also, in another way, this is just Beauty and the Beast with the gender roles reversed and no townspeople. I mean, no, she doesn't kidnap him. She tries to push him away. It's not a Stockholm Syndrome movie. We're not here to analyze Beauty and the Beast. You brought it up. We should be. That movie is bullshit. Jesus. Wait, Jack, time out. Did, the be- did Beauty and the Beast make you cry? No. Of course it did. Of course it didn't. That movie sucks. Jack, what well, part did of you this watch movie it on a made plane? you cry? I didn't watch it on a plane. It probably would make me cry on a plane. Yeah, that's a real thing. Jack, what part of this movie made you cry? Ooh, good question. Uh, two, two times. Oh, two what times. part first? What for, What was the first part? What part? So... So the first part is when they're like just prior to their breaking up when they're getting a little bit distant and he's like contemplating things back on the farm and everything's tough for him. I cried a little bit and then I cried at the end too. Okay. Oh, that was something we totally didn't even bring up. His role on the farm. His farm handle? Completely just... nonsensical. Doesn't do shit for the farm role on the farm. It was awesome. Yeah, he does. He's so I'm bringing that up now because it's one of does. the things that bothered me about this movie. No, I loved it. Dude, what are you talking about? He you does nothing for the farm. It's, it's, it's the dream, man. It's the platonic ideal of what you do when you go on these trips to, to Europe or whatever. Like, I, I did the, the, the woof thing, right? Organic world, organic family farming, whatever the fuck it is. That's the, that's the ideal. That's what you want. 
And that romantic idea of what it could be has sustained me through. So there's that. And then there's the fact that, like we said, she somehow survived this lava flow. And the thing that I couldn't really get out of that, too, in the, in the last scene, as she's maybe metamorphosizing, maybe not, probably not, it's hard to tell, the volcano ends up going off in the background. It explodes. <laughs> yeah, that felt unnecessary. Is she, like, is she one with the spirit of the volcano or something? Like, there's just shit happening in this movie that's just... Mark, that, I think, Mark, is just a coincidence. Mark. Maybe she's Mother Earth. She okay. Well, that makes I a lot more sense. I think it's just a coincidence. What Vesuvius last erupted in like eighty four? Right? Dude, he's, it's gonna happen sometime. Think about the think about the sacrifice he's making for Mother Earth. He's quitting smoking for Mother Earth. This yeah, is well, a movie Mother about Earth is killing herself. This is a Mother movie Earth about is accepting mortality. Oh my God, we've cracked it wide open. It's Fern Gully. Also, yeah. There you go. It's not it's not Beauty and the Beast, it's Fern Gully. Solved it. I gave it a six. You're an idiot. <laughs> world building and immersion is our next category. Jake, world building and immersion. I was close to giving this a ten. Yeah. Really? I didn't. Yeah. I gave it a nine. Um it started off slow. Why? And of course. Of course. <laughs> that's that's not the only Jake, it doesn't why. count. It doesn't count if you said you were close to giving it a ten, then you don't give it a ten. I didn't give it a ten. <laughs> Did you think that I was somehow going to give it a 10 after I let in with that? I was close to giving it a 10, and I I was close to giving it a 10, and that happened. I really hope that when you do give something a 10, finally. I was, yeah, when I do it, I'll I was close to giving this a 3, but instead I gave it a 10. Yeah, that's fucking asinine. (laughs) In the sense that the two keys are very close to each other on the keyboard, yeah. The things that held me back from giving it a 10. 10? There's no 10 key. The things that held me back from giving it a 10 were that it was a bit slow to start and i think there were a number of scenes sprinkled throughout this movie that though i understand what they were doing and i hate agreeing with mark there were a few art for art's sake scenes that do pull you out a bit like some of those scenes with like insects or like larval stage whatever pus hanging out like not all of that needed to happen for me and i kind of found myself wondering why and then you have some of that science element thing like i'm not a science guy but still i'm like this seems dubious at best that pulls you out a little bit too but as far as the world that they built is concerned and i mean world in terms of the character the central characters of this story that's super well realized and i think that that carries the weight of the film for the duration so it's it's got to be high in that regard nine yeah so this was a really tough category for me. I gave it a seven. Um, and I think some of the stuff I didn't put into story, I, I put in here. Some of the issues that I talked about with, with convenience, with that American tourist slash rapist. Some of the stuff with... Um, uh, yeah, just, that's actually oh, a good point. I forgot about him. Yeah. yeah. So I put I put some of that stuff in here. Now All the science stuff I put in here. <laughs> uh, I put all that stuff in here. And, and I... I would like to give this a higher score because I think I'm just trying, I'm giving it a seven to try and not double credit it, I guess. Sure. Uh, Cause I didn't, I would, I would have taken it down more in story if, if I was, I was worried about that, but I, it's man, this movie is goddamn immersive. There's, there's a couple of scenes that do pull you out. And when they did, they pulled me out pretty hard, but for the most part, and for as long as a movie, this is I'm, I'm in. Well, yeah. I'm and I think board. the reason, and I, I didn't really say this, but, kind of touched on it 
the character's relationship is what yep, is immersive. the chemistry yeah the chemistry between these people is unstoppable because you don't see that in a lot of films and the thing is i when he talks about this relationship's only been going on for five days or whatever they could have been dating for months and i would have believed it yeah yeah we, we we go back to these movies where the one that sticks out in my mind is like honeymoon to me felt like the most off-kilter weird not believable relationship ever and i remember specifically both of you guys thinking that it seemed totally normal baffled by that to this day this to me is like <laughs> I mean, what did. a relationship should look like between human beings that communicate so <laughs> aside from the whole yeah. transmorphing into a fucking lovecraftian demon <laughs> that only happens really sometimes that's a metaphor jake <laughs> for what mark how about you um for love or i don't know fuck it i i ended up giving this a six uh look it's a better than average immersion movie it's i like the chemistry, like you guys are saying, I don't like the literal chemistry because it's fucking nonsense. <laughs> it's total nonsense. Um, but stem cells. So, yeah. So let's break this down into a few different things. The uh, camera, uh, whatever filter we want to call it, did take me out. The random cutback, especially the one halfway through the movie where they just randomly cut back to it and all of a sudden you're super blurry and yellow again. Um. That, the fact that, like you guys said, this is a five-day-old relationship. There were, I mean, I get that they they have great chemistry together, but also, this is a five-day-old relationship, and she's sacrificing immortality. Or maybe, I, I don't, she doesn't even get to choose. Like, that part's weird. Yeah, she doesn't choose, man. There's a lot of pseudoscience. There's Oxytocin. a lot of her turning into Jesus plants via pheromones. I feel like I feel bad because I'm giving this a six. I think this is an immersive immersive movie, and I'm having to justify why it's so low. Like six six is a pretty good score. No, yeah. no, you're you're not wrong. Yeah, okay. six is a good score. It's not a good score. It's a D. We're not coming, Jake. That's not how we do things it is. here. Six is not a D. It is a D. No. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, on your scale, it would make it like a seven, so it's a C. <laughs> seven and a half, maybe. This is the importance of using the whole scale. That's still going to put you, like, nowhere near the top of your class, though. Yeah, well, it's but not. you're still going to get the degree, man. That's all that matters. So do D's, dude. <laughs> yeah, okay. We've come full circle. Great. Wow. Wow, motherfucker. One thing Jake. I will add, oh. world-building-wise... Keep going. This is the exact opposite of The Purge. The Purge introduces the world, explains nothing, and then you can just, like, ask questions and have interesting conversations about it. Yeah. This introduces the world and then explains the world and does such a terrible job that it like actively talks you out of believing what the fuck is happening how is she (laughs) she repeatedly says that she transforms into things from her evolutionary past and then she transforms into lizards and a a squid and an octopus yeah and plants (laughs) well and plants mark mark has been transforming years you might not get you might not get curious with an octopus at some point don't pretend like you're above that yeah i am definitively above that that's nah, I don't asinine. think you are. I think I think it'd take you like sixty years. I think it's gonna happen during your marriage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Scare <laughs> is our next category. <laughs> Someone talk about scare. <laughs> He's uncomfortable because it's true. Jake, what's your scare factor score? <laughs> next week on the Tentacle mm. Cast. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a three and a half. And this feels like a this almost feels like too high of a score to me, but I'm leaning heavily on the adult fears side of things. Like the fear of this movie is not 
what you're seeing on screen with her as a literal monster. It is being alone. Yep. And I kind of have to pump that. I have to inject that into my scare category to get it that high. Like it's not a scary movie. It has definitive horror elements. Um, those out and out horror elements are not particularly scary. They're entertaining. I'll give it that. But to pick out some scare here, it's more or less acknowledging those and then realizing what the actual fear in this movie is born from. And that's why it's a pretty low score, but not as low as I can go. Yeah, I think that's fair. This might be one I, I regret later. This score. <laughs> Uh-oh. Did you give it a zero? I'm, give, I'm giving it a five. Um, I, you must be you so really scared. You must be really scared of tentacles, Jack. Look, two things. They're metaphors. <laughs> Metaphorical <laughs> tentacles. I watched this movie pretty late at night, alone in a dark room, uh, as I do most romance movies. Um, and in that, I, I was all all the way on board. And the one jump scare this movie has, uh, in in the church. Right when he goes in for the kiss, fucking got me, man. It it made me jump and yelp and like got that feeling in me. That it worked. Maybe it's because the movie has no other jump scares, but nothing but actually it, happens. It, you just jump. Does anything My happen God, in those effective... jump scares? I think you're defining what jump scares don't do, and that's happen, yeah. Nobody happen, usually happen. dies in yeah. jump scares. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and know that, who you're arguing with right now, Jake. You, Mark. Yep. Eh, I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> so that was one of the more effective jump scares. Maybe it was a, a, a benefiting from, from the circumstances, but that was a super effective jump scare for me. Got me. And maybe it's because of like how Lake Mungo has such an effective jump scare because of how slow the rest of the movie is. Yeah, you know what happens in that jump scare? It. Something happens. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. And I think the tentacle monster pile of mutant goo shit she turns into is legitimately frightening. And that's very well done. It's definitely and weird looking. That's scene alone. Yeah, that's fucking awful. So and and the the first scene where she starts to transform and she has to run out into the alley uh, by herself and the, she's all a skinny demonic silhouette looking thing. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, scary that's, too. that's awkward. That's yeah. Pretty well like, handled. She literally yeah, so. looks so awkward that it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. I think it's. Like I think a it's a five. I think, I think it's middle of the road scare factor. It's, right. it's a good score for All scare right. factor. Mark, I gave it a two. Uh, I think this is a horror movie, but it also doesn't have much scare in it. Um, I I'm basically falling back on the fact there is some body horror here and there's some needles here. So if you're trypanophobic, Jack, thank you, Mark. Then, I think it's trypophobic though then this would be a thing, but there's there's no real scares here. You could show this... Here's the test. You could show this to, like, a seven- or eight-year-old kid, and they wouldn't probably be bothered by it. I could show oh this... Oh, my I think God, I could, that's fucking incorrect. Yeah, it might be. I think I could show this to my girlfriend, and she'd be okay with it, though. That's a good test. Sure. She's only okay with things that are, like, three and below? Uh, I'd probably peg her at about a three, four, sub-four. You're Three pegging your girlfriend okay. as a four? Oh my god. 
Hey, you said it. You walked right into that. Mark pulled a regular Matlock trap on you, and you fell right into it. I trapped you. You're trapped now. You're a dickhead. (laughs) Did she listen to this? Yep. Jake, you are under oath. Now, didn't you say earlier? (laughs) God, I nailed you. All right. Our penultimate category is effects or judicious lack thereof. Jake, I'm curious about this for you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Good vamping. I know. I, I, I don't know where to stick cinematography for this movie. It's not story. I think it's mostly immersion, and I potted it there. It so is a lot fine. of immersion. So I don't think it contributed a lot to most of the effects, but some of the shots were cert- some of the effects were certainly aided by the way it was shot. Not all of that's good. Mark's made us well aware of the fact that he dislikes some of the metaphorical yellow that the movie used. But for me, I think that the effects were extremely well done for a relatively low-budget movie. That being said, they weren't like earth-shattering. They weren't mind-blowing. I wouldn't call this a judicious lack thereof movie by any means. They show you all of it. They do. But it is relatively sparse in terms of it just not being out and out like, hey, effects a minute. So yeah. I am vamping a bit. I, I think in the end, I'm, because I'm taking so much time, I'm just going to have to give this a score that's right down the middle and go with a five. It's really hard for me to justify sure. either way. So I'm going to land in the middle and stick with it. A cop out answer. Basically, yeah. <laughs> You're just living to give up America. I see. What are you giving it? Uh. I give it a six. I think this movie does some things. <laughs> Unbelievable. But I have, bounds away. I have reasons, is the thing. I did too. Barely. This movie This movie has very strong things going for it. Chief amongst them are the, for the most part, the transformations, like I said, minus everything involving the, the tail that wants to kill him, I think are all very strong, especially when she's on the floor as a pile of mutated goo. That's really effective and really well done and i don't know what combination of practical and cg that was but whatever it was it was really good um and maybe the fact that i can't tell is even further indication of that i also think that when she's turning into a zombie in the chapel towards the end of the movie that is a really cool effect that makeup is really well done the one eye that's all like reddish purple and her face kind of starting to rot away but subtly happening over time is is really really good it is a little bit ruined by a the ruins style cg vine looking thing coming up from behind him (laughs) to maybe attack him Uh, um, but for the most part that's all very good Uh, i also i also like the scene under the bridge where she first starts to transform but i very much don't like the scene in the cave with the rabbits i think (laughs) the cg in there is line by line on his notes (laughs) I'm not even looking at notes. I'm looking dead into your eyes, Mark. Uh, Lustily. <laughs> I was wondering why this was so sensual. Exactly. Uh, that one doesn't work so well. And then, Jake, to your point, the cinematography is very good. But by the same token, the Foley art is pretty inconsistent in this movie. So they do a lot of work to make a lot of the Foley art pretty significant. But at the beginning of the movie, it's like a trailer that doesn't have a budget for Foley art at all. When he gets into the fight with the guy at the bar and punches him and there's... 
effectively like no, sound. no sound. Yeah. Yeah, because they just had it mic'd with the boom mic, and that was the only sound there. So it's it's inconsistent Foley art. And and if the whole movie had been like that, maybe it wouldn't have been so bad. But the fact that sound effects are such an integral part of the movie. Well, it's not like they were that... fucking gathering sound from the blow he struck to the dude's jaw. He didn't actually hit that guy. Right. Yeah, but they, they didn't add. They added sound. Yeah. I just don't know if they did a good job of it. So I'm, I'm like agreeing sure. with you, but in a different way. Yeah. Okay. I'll buy that. All right. Um, so I, I think it's a six. It's it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's a D. Mark. Mark. It's not a fucking <laughs> D. This isn't how this works. <laughs> this isn't how this works. D's get degrees. Jake, in school, a seventy percent is an average score. Hmm. Are you saying that a seven is your average rating? I don't know what things? my average rating is. It's not a fucking seven. I can tell you that. That's one of your highest it's ratings. Probably like ever. a four. Uh, Mark I hate this it's a 6.3 I'm pretty close Jake's average rating is a 6.3 yes Jesus I'm pretty close. well that's still not a 7 so it it's not school Mark what's your score I gave it a 7.5 I think I'm potting a few things into effects that you guys gave it credit for elsewhere which is why our scores were different I'm putting cinematography here to a certain extent I don't think that like the guy just walking behind the conversation that's happening holding a camera is effects per se, but I do think right. that the drone shots definitely count as effects because they are like going out of their way to use technology to create that shot. That counts as an effect. There's a lot of cool... You guys have basically already touched on the rest of it. There's a lot of good uh, makeup. They use practical where they can, and the CG looks acceptable on what was probably a very, very tight budget that we don't know what it was, but it wasn't great, so... The budget wasn't great, is what I'm going for. The CG, CG. looks good. And, yeah, seven and a half. All right. Overall. Overall, it's Jake. I finished that with last one really strong. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm weighting this much more heavily towards the story immersion categories than I am the effects and scare categories. This is primarily a romance movie that is has a very, like, horror bend to it, but... Fuck it, it's still a horror movie, and it's one that is going to be very different from what you're used to seeing, and has a lot more heart and a lot more depth to it than what you're used to seeing, and for that reason, I think that it's more than unique, it's special. Uh, to me, this is an eight and a half. Yeah. Wow. That's that's a fair score. I Look, I gave it an eight, and I, I'm bumping it up. Um, you are, I, mathematically speaking, Jack. Absolutely. You find things to, to take issue with, but when I'm watching it, I I enjoyed this movie an eight. This is this is a great film, and I I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's a specific film. Yeah. Um you have that to be part's true. It, and, and also I greatly benefited from just nothing else going on tonight. Uh my wife's got other stuff going on, so I can just like put on noise canceling headphones and watch this on a high def screen and cry that I'm four feet away from in a comfortable chair and cry <laughs> in the complete pitch blackness other than the movie. It's good. Uh, she comes eight. home, opens the door. He's bawling on the couch. Honey, what's wrong? <laughs> the squid monster loves him. <laughs> Hannah They're does not. Love. <laughs> my, my lovely wife is at a point where she no longer asks me what's wrong when she comes home to find me crying on the couch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she knows. I was probably watching Home Alone again. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the house and he's scared. Just the wet bandits. They're so... They're such so jerks. Emotional. 
<laughs> Mark, what's your overall score? I gave it a six and a half, and I was actually just kind of scrolling through our document. I haven't really given the score to anything else. This has gone on one other movie, which was The Descent. Oh, my um, God. <clears throat> no, I buy that. I don't. I This is kind of a hard place for me to put it. This movie, to me, is a six. Oh, my God. It's intriguing. It's just not m- enough of a horror movie to score that highly on my overall ratings. Well, you just don't like post-horror enough, Mark. But I'm giving it a little bit of a knock upward because it is a pretty unique and interesting concept. If it were less of a slow burn, if there were less scenes that could have just been wholly removed from the thing without hard- without hurting it at all, it could have been higher. But That's a better argument than the slow burn because I think the slow burn is what sells this movie. It's that character development. It's watching the nonsense, useless scenes between... The two leads. Yeah, I guess that's fair. So I'm, I'm conflating the two and I shouldn't. Slow burns are fine. I love like Mungo, which is absolutely a slow burn. Uh, <laughs> it's this is the this one suffers just from it's mostly focused, but the points where it's unfocused are kind of glaring and take you out of it. Lake Mungo might be the movie I think is the highest quality that I least want to watch again. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch that movie again. We should do that. We should probably do that at some point. <laughs> you might have to pick it at some Stay point. Stay tuned, listener. Uh, so you gave it a what? Six? Six and a half. Six and a half. You bumped it up a half point. I did. All right. Very generous. I can get on board for that. Which, Mark, means you give the lowest score. You better tell us why you should not get drunk and watch this with your buddies. Uh, Because this isn't. Like, I honestly don't think you should get drunk and watch this with your buddies. This isn't a movie you... You don't, like, pop in a rom-com when you have your buddies over. If you and your buddies get together and watch rom-coms, look, no shame. That's awesome. Good for you guys. You should watch this. If you guys get together and watch any other genre that isn't rom-coms, this one's probably not going to go over so well. This isn't a rom-com, though. Rom-coms have deeper characters. Rom-coms have less deep characters than this movie. What would we call this? Would this be a whore rom or a rom-whore? Yes, a rom whore. Rom whore, nailed it. I, I'm just saying it, it. It does have romantic comedy aspects to it. It is largely a romance. I, you know, the the synergy there with a group of your buds watching it, probably not quite exactly what you're going for. If you're, I mean, I don't think it would go over poorly. It's a well made movie. So, I mean, proceed at <laughs> so your own. I why gave you it a shouldn't six and watch a half. it is I don't think it would go over poorly. No, I don't think. I think I don't know what I said. It's a necessary <laughs> and sufficient type of situation, Jack. I mean, all right, my Jake. Head. Uh, I don't think you have too far to go here uh, to secure the vote. But why, having given it the highest score, why should you get drunk and watch this with your buddies? Yeah, because every once in a while you want to see a movie that's unique and different from what you're used to seeing. A, you can't just rewatch fucking the same movie every single time. You can't pop Rambo in every night, right? Predator. You need to change pace. Predator 2. Oh, no, this I don't is like pretty Predator hot, too. I like too. Predator. That's true. So, you got that going for you. So, I think Change of Pace is a big one. It's a super Change quality film, me. is another. And it's not going to go over poorly when you have Luis on screen, because she's hot. Three. Come on, dude. You're allowed to... <laughs> I don't think that, Jake, your argument was particularly strong, but Mark set the bar extraordinarily low, so Jake, you win. 
I'm happy I I'm won. Right now, now that I've won, I'd like to use the floor here to say that I would have voted for... I agree with Mark. I, I would not advocate that you watch this with your buddies. Nor listener. would I, which is why it's staggering how bad a job he did arguing for yeah. that. I, he kind of tried to say, I mean, the whole thing about this is you don't watch romance movies with your dudes, man. You just don't. Sure. We never said yeah, that but, your buds are dudes. I, I didn't say that. So, but 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 that's beyond true. that, this is a movie where I think I, like I said in my rating, tremendously benefited from having noise-canceling headphones and a completely pitch-black environment other than the screen that this movie was on. Sure. I think that's why I liked this movie so much. Sure. That's a fucking big yawn. Jesus Christ. Let's get the fuck out of here, Jake, huh? Wow. If you're going to be yawning all over the place. Well, you start talking and I just lose interest. <laughs> what do you want from me? Cool. Do you I actually want to go? Uh, do you have anything Going else to say? Going out with a whimper, Jack? Do you have anything else to say? I don't know. I'm probably yawning again. Hi, listener. <laughs> Get us out of here. Oh, my God. This has been episode 54 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to a to zhorror.com. Or you can hang out with us on our social media channels. Those will be down there in the description below. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and, hey, every, as we say every week, give the podcast a like, rate us, and more than anything, the best way you can help us listeners is just to go ahead and tell even one person you know about the podcast. Believe it or not, that actually does help. Uh, to see any of the other horror podcasts that Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, head to the Phantom Podcast Network over at Downright Creepy. That'll be downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. And also, as always, the music coming at you this week has been from space. That is space without the A. Next week, we're going to be checking out... What movie is it? Help me out here, guys. Colossus or Colossal. Oh, yeah, Colossal. Colossal. Yeah, we're back to another horror-ish movie. This is one of Jack's picks. And that one's pretty recent. So that's what we'll be coming at you with next week. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. American American movie America American movie foreign foreign movie America foreign movie foreign <laughs>